Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now live at the Bank Plus Studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Ah, uh, good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Brought to you by Sound and Communications. Um, They completed a video wall at the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. They've installed several sound systems at football stadiums, baseball stadiums, arenas, music venues, sound systems powered by soundcomab.com. The video walls are awesome. Obviously, we have four TVs in here. It's a video wall. It's 50, you know, four 50-inch TVs. It's awesome, great. It's on all the time. It's on the NFL Network. When we host people, we hosted all the Southern Bev sales reps, you know, a few weeks ago. Had all, uh, I pulled up a couple of games. We're playing that. Um, so, yeah, video walls, sound systems, uh, all kinds, uh, lighting, you name it. Powered by sound and communications, soundcomab.com. This is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. I'm a bachelor this week, so I'm getting crazy. Me and the seven-pound multi-poo, dude, was wild last night. Just kicking it? Yeah. <laughs> Straight bulling. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm feeding him hamburger meat. Um, well, it's deer meat. I cooked a couple of deer burgers, so I just pinch off a couple Wendy tells me I give him too many treats, but he's 16 years old. And, um, you know, he can't really see or hear. He's cute as can be, though. And uh, he follows me around everywhere. Well, he follows Wendy around everywhere when she's at home. But when I'm at home, he follows me around. But then he quits. So I was talking to her last night. She's at the beach all week. And um, I said, you know, he's not. He's, he, he does follow me 90% of the time. But then uh, he didn't. He stopped following me. And that's because, and she said, because you walk around all the time. I was like, oh yeah. (laughs) She would, you never sit still. He finally just said the hell with it. Got up on the couch and just looked at, he gets up on the top, top of the couch. Oh yeah. Like like a king, like a kingdom. Yeah. Cause he's not, you know, he's just a little bitty, seven pounds. So he'll get up on the top of the couch where he can see me just roam around. Cause I'm always either walking and talking or just roaming around, whatever. And I did sit down with him for a little while and watched, you know, the Jets and the Bills. And I hate that Aaron Rodgers popped his Achilles. That's 
not awesome. I love watching Aaron Rodgers play. Um, I love watching good players, great players play. But, uh, yeah, so I'm batching it this week, and um, I got dinner plans tonight, but the last two nights it's been filet, baked potato, filet, baked potato. I just don't think you really need to branch out. It's funny. I thought you would like get Winnie to make it like a casserole that she would like put a note on the top. What like, is it? Nineteen seventy two. Three fifty for twenty to twenty five minutes. Uh, One of those just, sort of things. <laughs> you know what? You missed your window. You were the you are the perfect. I mean, you just mentioned chicken pot pie in the first segment or second Love it. Love segment it, of the of the show. I've never woken up in my life and thought, "Damn, I need chicken pot pie." Okay, one, two. <laughs> What did you just? Oh, casserole. Yeah, I mean, I mean, casseroles are good, excellent. That's all the are meal. They? It's all the meal you need in one dish. Casseroles. I mean, like, you usually I like have. it when when my mom or Wendy makes a sausage casserole. Okay, and it's just about this time of year. So October through uh, January. Now I love I love a sausage cat. Like maybe there'll be one at the tailgate this week. I don't know. I'm just throwing this out. Right. Okay. And a Tito's Vodka Bloody Mary on a game day Saturday, preferably when I'm at home. Mississippi State has another home game this week. I'm ready for the away game next week. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited about this week, but, you know, holy Mary Olsap. Lots of What movement. do they want from me? Yes. I mean, I'm laying it on the line. Uh, so, and, and I may have laid it on the line a little too much uh, last weekend, but um, I ended up taking an Epsom salt bath, bath yesterday. Epsom salt. Have Dude, you ever done that? That stuff feels good. Yeah. So it's not. So my day went longer than I thought it was. I had to go say hey to the people. Um. And so once I finally got back, you know, you and I get here earlier, and then I was running around. I had to go over to Flowood right after the show, meet with some people, because that's what I do. Of course, I meet with the people, man of the people, right, man of the people. That's what I'm trying to say. So anyway, I did that, but then I had to come back out here, and then I had to go back to Jackson. Um, so it kept bleeding into the day, and then like 3.30-ish, I got home. I said, I'm going to take a bath. Wow. I with, with this a Epsom bath. salt. Man. Okay, because it makes your – I'm getting older. I'm trying to find any edge. Athletic okay. greens, okay. raw honey, you know, you name it. Recovery therapy. Uh, yeah, yeah, elderberries. Yeah, cryotherapy, core cryotherapy, red light therapy at core cryotherapy in the township. Anything I can do. And so I did. I took that. I thought that was great. And then I, I cooked. Uh, I told you about the bacon wrap jalapeno shrimp poppers that I had. Oh, no, dude. What? Yeah, I threw those on the grill. They needed to be cooked. It was, okay, it was now or never type deal. And yeah, I had to make yeah. a decision. Because I've got these dinner plans tonight. Then tomorrow night, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I'm going back to Starkville Saturday. Um, so so I'm batching it. You know, I'm thinking I'm going to get a strobe light. And Rex mm. and I may, you know, throw down the next couple of nights. Yeah, smash some beers. Invite the guys over. Play some poker. That sounds like way too much. That means I have to talk to people. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. You know, okay. I just I smoked a cigar on the back patio. Nice, yeah. in the water. It felt great yesterday. Um, from Spring Street Cigars, and um, and then the dog just sat in the chair beside me. So it was kind of all. And, and I ate these man these bacon wrapped jalapeno shrimp poppers were phenomenal. Were they like homemade or did you get them locally? Well, I got them like, from a local market in Starville. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's on Main Street. I can't remember the name. It's right by Disc and Dat. Andy Hunt, my buddy, owns you know 
Frisbee golf. Oh, okay. I, I was thinking. I mean, did I say that right? Yeah. Uh, and so the, the thing that Blake played. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So disc and dad is right there on main street and Starville. And then this market, wonderful people. And they have cool stuff. And I went in and got some poppers and, but I had to, I, I didn't get to them over the weekend. Oh God. Gotcha. It was time to rock and roll. And I wasn't sure what my week was going to look like the rest of the week. Of so, course. Yeah. You know, uh, somebody on the text line, the uh, cigar connoisseur, Sun Devil Macy, is asking what you smoked last night. Well, the- I smoked an Aladino. Uh, so I started off with an Aladino, Aladino cigar, one of the like, nice, I don't know if it's quite petite Corona, but one of the smaller ones. Because I really wasn't sure what direction I wanted to go, you know, and how long it was going to, you know, how I, I just wasn't sure. I, I wasn't sure what my time investment was. Of course, yeah. And then I smoked a My Father, I'll have to think. Oh, I, here, Sun, Sun Devil Macy will appreciate this. A friend of mine who is just a baller um, gave me a cigar that I smoked over the weekend. Let's see if I can read it. Uh, I can't really, so I'll have to figure that out later. It was a Cuban. It was delicious. Wow. Yeah, he's got a big-time pool and outdoor huge outdoor patio thing covered in startable. And so we went over there Friday afternoon and, and he wanted to have a bourbon tasting, um, which may have gotten me in trouble as dinner rolled on and so on. But he wanted to have, <laughs> he'd picked up these bourbons in Kentucky at the Kentucky Derby. And he was determined. And he's got these flights, you know, he's got the wooden oh, thing yeah. and he had the little uh, Small Glen glasses. Karen glasses. Of course. And so we went through a couple of rise and a couple of straight bourbons. You're going to turn that down? No, no I shot. can't. No shot. It's the business I'm in. Of course. So, uh, and then we smoked some cigars and it was out by his pool underneath this huge, huge indoor, outdoor area. It's really nice. I was really, uh, jealous but i love that he has it so i can just bum off him of course yeah so the out of bounds show is brought to you by our new bourbon on the show wilderness trail that's right one of their rod just got 97 out of 100 points get you some of that wilderness trail bourbon nate dog's going to pick out another uh private barrel in a few weeks wilderness trail bourbon new on the out of bounds show 105.9 the zone espn I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. 
Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Speaking of recovery, how important is it for athletes, high school or otherwise? Core cryotherapy and wellness can provide that for your high school athlete. Core cryotherapy and wellness. In the township across from Sombra. And, I mean, they offer a number of different products and services that can help your high school athlete recover. So you're practicing all the time, you're working out all the time, and you're playing games. I mean, the only way to play at a high level is to recover. Now, there's still those of you that are 28, 38, 58, 65 years old working out. Core cryotherapy and wellness in the township across from Sombra. Um, I mean, you've got high schools that are sending their whole teams there, which is smart. Core cryotherapy and wellness in the township uh, across from Sombra. The show is also presented by our friends at RPT and Rick's Pro Truck. Rickspro-truck.com and RPT Commercial in Pearl. RPT Commercial. Rick's Pro Truck Commercial in Pearl. Jason wanted to discuss who could take, uh, well, I think it's going to be Zach Wilson. Um, but they were having fun with it on the Twitters as far as who could who could take the place of Aaron Rodgers? Well, first of all, nobody can because he's a Hall of Famer and and he's still one of the best. When healthy, he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Um, if he did tear his Achilles, is it been? Is it official? Official yet? It's not official. Official yet. But Adam Schefter and others who are super sourced are, are telling us the deal. All right. So available quarterbacks: Carson Wentz, Joe Flacco. How long has Flacco been out of the league, Jason? Do you he, know? He played last season. No I mean, kidding? Yeah, he played for the Jets last season. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I mean. Okay, take him out. Matt Ryan, <laughs> man, that was a rough last year with the Colts. Phillip Rivers. Who was it that said, uh, was it was it Kyle Shanahan that said they were going to bring in Phillip Rivers if they'd have won the NFC Championship game? It was, which would have been awesome to watch Phillip Rivers in a Super Bowl. Would he be ready for it? Uh, who knows? But that would have been cool. It, it'd also be funny if he became the Jets quarterback. I would I would like that. Why? Just because of how he's already retired. Because he has nine kids? Well, yeah, and not only is it obvious that the Jets, like if they go for somebody like that, they're so obviously scraping the bottom instead of going for Zach Wilson. <laughs> like the person they drafted second overall. Well, Rivers was a phenomenal player. He was better than a lot of quarterbacks who won Super Bowls in the 2000s. But he just played for the San Diego Chargers the majority of his career. You know? And that's just... He he was really, really good. Colt McCoy. Uh, what is he doing? Selling mutual funds? Yeah, well, now that he's cut, I mean... He's probably signing autographs, doing okay. doing whatever he wants, you know? All right. Nick Foles, that's not... God, that can't be real. <laughs> All right. Uh, Trevor Simeon, is he even on a roster? I don't think so. I know right. he, he used to be on, like, the Broncos. He was on the Vikings for a little bit. Chase Daniel. 
who made a fortune and has never taken a snap. He took like what nine snaps in the NFL. Legend. What's his net worth? Fifty million. I mean that guy figured it out. Um, potential trade candidates for Aaron Rodgers: Case Keenum, Ugh. Mitchell Trubisky, Gardner. Not now Minshew. He can play. That's that proved good, he can play. That could be a good out of one. this whole list. Minshew and then Teddy Bridgewater. I didn't. Ridge, I didn't realize Bridgewater was uh, backing up Jared Goff at the uh, fighting kneecap biters in the Detroit Lions. Okay. Yeah, he's made his run. Yeah. I like Teddy Bridgewater. He seems like a good dude. I don't know for sure, but he seems like it. All right, back to Gardner Minshew. I mean, the, the Colts aren't going to let him go because they don't know what they have in Anthony Richardson. Yeah. And he's proven he can win games at a crappy team like the Jacksonville Jaguars several years ago where they made him run around. for. I mean, they were in total disarray and dysfunctional. So if I'm if I'm leaning here, you try to make a trade for Gardner Minshew, but I think they're going to go with Zach Wilson, the Cougar Hunter. Give me Jameis. Let let famous Jameis get up in New York. He's backing up Derek Carr. Yeah, let famous Jameis. Jameis can play. People like to, you know, take shots at him, but he can play quarterback in the NFL. He's one of the he most, can win you games. He's the funniest player in the league, probably like top five at least too. Have you seen that video of him dancing in the locker room, in the Saints locker room, on crutches, still <laughs> dancing on one leg? No, is it while funny? Every, while everybody's celebrating? Yeah, and that speech about eating a W before the game. He, like, holds up the W with his hand. He's like, let's eat one. That guy's phenomenal. All right, let's 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 transition. You know how Dak Prescott gets beat up for anything? Of course. Anything. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Because the yelling shows want to, they want to lead with Dak and the Cowboys because of eyeballs and impressions. Why not? So... Uh, this guy this morning, lock in, tweeted out most turnovers since 2018 in the NFL by quarterbacks. You know who's number one? Josh Allen. Now, I'm told Josh is perfect. I'm not against Josh Allen, by the <laughs> way, when I'm saying this. I think he is a crazy talented dude, okay? Um, but if Dak Prescott had the night that Josh Allen, they're not even leading with it. You notice that. We've been watching. Yeah. All, all right. If Dak Prescott had the night that Josh Allen had and the team that he was playing lost a star quarterback and they lost and he had three picks and a fumble, he would be crucified today. Crucified all day and all night and all day and all night tomorrow until we got back into playing games on Thursday night. Okay? Most turnovers since 2018 in the NFL. Josh Allen, who I'm told is perfect. Jared Goff, who I think is also a hell of a football player. He's got 80 turnovers. Derek Carr, New Orleans Saints starting quarterback. He has 79 turnovers since 2018. Matt Ryan, who is a really good quarterback, has 79 turnovers since 2018. And Baker Mayfield, who is a solid NFL quarterback, and we'd all love to be that, right? Because Baker's going to make over $150 million. Baker Mayfield has 78 turnover since 2018. So here's my question, Jason. Where's Dak Prescott on that list? He's not on it. Yeah. I don't know if we're playing I Spy, but I do not see him on there. But also, they they said earlier that Josh Allen has 22 games with multiple turnovers, I think since it was 2018 also. And that is tied for the most. I seriously, I never hear anything about 
you know, you hear about how he doesn't come clutch in some games, but you don't hear about how he's a turnover machine. Like Philip Rivers would get a lot of flack for multiple turnover games. Tony Romo would get a lot of flack. Well, for Romo multiple- was with the Cowboys. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Whoever, you know, hopefully in six or seven years, I'd, I'd like for Dak to, to carry it that long. Whoever replaces him, which the odds are they won't be as good as Dak and Romo. Right. Yeah. But, but whoever replaces him, they'll be in the same boat. Okay. If they stay for a little while and start, I don't mean if you rotate through like the Browns and Jaguars and some of these other teams have the Texans and Jets. Of course. Yeah. Of course. You know, Jets, big time. Good hell. <laughs> but um, all right. One other thing. You know how we talk about incentive laden contracts? Yeah. Jordan Whitehead, the safety for the Jets, already hit his bonus last night. Incredible. His, his three interceptions earned him a $250,000 bonus. Talking about knocking down some cheddar in week one. Someone say steak dinner? Wow. Come wow. on. That's incredible. Jordan Whitehead, safety, Jets, hit his incentive bonus. Three interceptions. Goodness gracious. Josh Allen leads the league. In most turnovers since 2018 with 82. Jared Goff, 80. Derek Carr, 79. Matt Ryan, 79. Baker Mayfield, 78. Four of those five are really good. Actually, Josh is excellent. Jared can play. Derek can play. Matt Ryan can play. We are the Out of Bounds Show. And we're brought to you by Boar's Head. The premium meats. The premium cheeses. The premium hummus, number one selling hummus in America. And if you're putting together that game day charcuterie board this weekend, it's powered by Boar's Head. Compromise elsewhere. We've got Tom Luganbill, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He joins us on the Out of Bounds Show and the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. We're live right now on YouTube. You can watch the show, search Out of Bounds Sports. And your SEC Insider hit this morning is brought to you by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. The official health care provider of the Out of Bounds show. Tom Luganville had a really good game on Saturday. Wasn't sure that was going to happen when Michael Pratt, when it was announced that he would not play the uh, fantastic quarterback at Tulane. But they took it all the way through the last couple minutes of the game before Ole Miss pulled away. Tom Luganville, uh, I didn't think that Ole Miss should have been, uh, I guess, stretched and taken all the way to the wire the way they were. What did you make of the Ole Miss offensive line on Saturday? Well, I'll tell you, I, I, my assessment of it is probably similar to what uh, Lane Kiffin's assessment is and that they got physically whipped. And, um, and, and I think you can actually say that about both lines of scrimmage. Uh, Tulane is no fluke. They are no joke. Um, they've got a handful of guys on both sides of the line of scrimmage that are going to probably play at the next level. Now, they may not be household names, but Ole Miss found out real quick. And it was one of those games where by halftime, Lane Kiffin was so frustrated. And I had asked him, I said, you know, how surprised are you that you're, you know, unable to stop the run? He goes, not as surprised as 
our inability to not run it ourselves. You know, I mean, they just could not get Quinshaw Judkins going. Line of scrimmage was, was being played on their side of the, of the line of scrimmage. Uh, outside of the opening series, Jackson Dart, for the most part, was disrupted and, and, and off schedule. And really, it, it came, it was interesting because that game, I think it was 24 to 20 with four minutes to go. And Ole Miss has the ball, and it's fourth and two within field goal range. And Lane decides to go for it. He probably could have kicked the field goal and came up with a way of winning the game. But he decides to go for it, and Jackson Dart makes this play off the edge that was sensational. He makes a free rush for miss. If he doesn't make that guy miss, he's sacked and the ball's turned over on downs and Tulane gets it. He makes a miss, finds Michael Treig uh, streaking across to the, to the far sideline and just throws a strike to the kid. And it was, it was a fantastic play. It really kind of changed the last four minutes of the game yes. and got Ole Miss on track. But uh, I'll tell you this, if Michael Pratt had played, might have seen a much different outcome in that game because the one thing Tulane didn't have that they are so good at is quarterback run stuff. They just they didn't have it because the backup, as well as he played, that's not his game. Uh, so now, you know, Ole Miss, you're right, in the trenches, they did not look good. Dart bailed them out. Uh, I thought Wade's catch may have been also the, the catch of the game. Yeah, um, very good catch. Yeah, that was incredible. And with Trey Harris going out, and I don't know how long he's out, but with Trey Harris, let's just say he's out for a little bit of time. And now I'm going to reference some guys. They're all different stylistically, but they're good, okay? Mm-hmm. And let's take A.J. Brown out. He's a unicorn. But Elijah Moore, um, oh, Cody Core, Adeboyjo, Demarcus Lodge type players. Um, mm-hmm. I don't see it, Tom, uh, as far as their wide receivers. Do you? Well, they've got a young guy. He played against Mercer. He didn't play really against uh, Tulane. His name's Aiden Williams. And he was an Under Armour All-American for us. He reminds me an awful lot of what A.J. Green looked like for Georgia when he was a freshman. Wow. Where he kind of he kind of saw spot duty and then got brought, brought along, brought along, brought along, and got more and more time and got better and better. But that's the type of skill set he brings. I think it will be time for him now to have more of a, a, an integral role. Now, obviously, he's a freshman, but he had a fantastic camp. I was actually surprised we didn't see more of him uh, on Saturday. Uh, but he may be a guy to keep an eye out uh, at the wide receiver spot for them. All right, so. I- I hear from people that after September, you are what you are. That this we we, okay. we we've told people for years, teams get better, and every now every now and then we can we can hold on to one team in college football, like Florida State last year, Tom, that made a run the last mm-hmm. six games of the year. But for sure. the most part, you are what you are after those however many games you get in September, four or five. All right, I don't know if you believe that. But it is the one position that can get really tuned up because maybe just about 90% of these players and units all around the country are what they are. I don't know. But is offensive line because it's so difficult to play and it's so technical and the development and all of that, is that the one position where maybe you can see a jump in the next two, three, four, five weeks, Tom? Absolutely, especially if you've got some new faces or younger players. And I actually, to be honest with you, I'll, uh, I'll reference the XFL this past spring. 
the offensive line play in the first two to three weeks across the league is like, oh, goodness, oh, my goodness, you know, and there's no preseason games and, you know, you have a short training camp. And then all of a sudden, from about week five to the end of the season, it was a totally different scenario for just about every team I covered. And that is just – that is the ultimate we-need-to-gel-together position, group, as a group. And you're going to have to play a lot of people. It's not going to be ideal, for example, against Southern Miss this past weekend. Uh, two starters in the offensive line were out for Florida State. They had to play two other guys. They had to move one guy out of a position and move him inside, move another guy over to that other guy's position, and you just got to figure out a way to, to make it work. Now, your comments, in my opinion, about you kind of are what you are, I do think there's truth and validity to that, but I also don't know if you know quite who you are, depending upon who those teams are you're playing in the first four weeks, right? So, you know, Texas probably knows a little bit more than Syracuse does who played Colgate in Western Michigan, right? Florida State knows a little bit who, more about who they are um, because of, of who they've played. You know, Wake Forest played Vanderbilt in, in Elon. So I think if, if you've been challenged early, it benefits you as, as, a, as a football program. If you haven't, you still might not know some things you're going to find out when, you, when, when things start getting ramped up. I mean, that's, that's going to happen to Colorado here in the next couple of weeks. And, and when all of a sudden they start hitting that Pac-12 slate, um, they're going to know even more about who they are. Tom Luganville on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Uh, if Quinshawn isn't rolling, this offense can't do what Lane wants it to do. Yes or no? Um, I think they can do what they want to do. I just don't know if they can do it in the style in which he brings, right? Ulysses Bentley is more of your scat back type, right? And Quinjon can do the scat back stuff, but he can also be, you know, an Ohio State version of Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, he can he can go right downhill on you in a hurry. Lane said something to me in, in, walking in the locker room at halftime. I found it really interesting. He said, we are not handling movement and various looks up front. He said, it reminds me of the Vanderbilt game last year. So there was something that Tulane, with their pre-snap movement and their alignment, and things of that nature that were really causing problems all day long for, for Ole Miss. So I think a little bit of it wasn't so much getting Quinshot going. It was that they couldn't get a handle on what was happening in front of him, if that makes sense. And had that been met, more productive and had that been had better execution, you might have seen more production out of Quinshot Duggins. All right. Tom Luganville called the game last weekend, Ole Miss and, and Tulane. Heck of a ball game. So Haynes King is the starting quarterback at Georgia Tech, my man. And he's had a couple of good games. I mean, look, I watched that Louisville game. They dominated Louisville in the first half, and then Louisville just flipped the script on Georgia Tech in the second half. And then they played Roast Beef Tech last weekend, and Haynes had a heck of a weekend, like you just referenced with Mm -hmm. some of the other teams. So you know all about Haynes King at Texas A&M. Um it looks like he's got some skills. What is Ole Miss looking at? I mean, look, they're a 19-and-a-half-point. Let's just go up. They're a 20-point favorite this weekend. Mm-hmm. I think most everybody thinks they'll blow them out. But do you, what do you think with Haynes King and Georgia Tech coming into Oxford? So, you know, I had the Ole Miss-Georgia Tech game last year in Atlanta. And, you know, at this point, 
it's kind of funny because I actually chuckled with, with Lane in pregame warm-ups about this. But at this point, Georgia Tech was literally vomiting all over themselves. They, they, they were horrible. And, and they couldn't do anything right. And on that day, Jackson Dart just made boneheaded decision after boneheaded decision. And I thought, I thought Lane was going to strangle him. Like, and it, to see how far Jackson Dart has come from that Georgia Tech game last year to the Georgia Tech game this year, it, it, it's really a reflection of a kid putting in the time and the competition and warding off Spencer Sanders. He's an entirely different player um, right now. But I also think that Georgia Tech's a different team. Uh, Georgia Tech's more organized. They're probably a little bit more talented. From what I've seen, they're a faster football team. I don't know if they'll make all the self-inflicted wounds that, that they made a year ago. And I think Georgia Tech's aware of all of these things. Haynes King is, can be problematic because he's really athletic. So things don't have to be perfect for him. But I do still believe he has a penchant for every three nice plays he makes, he'll make a boneheaded one. You know, and and if he does that on the road, those those plays can be tough to overcome if the other team is more talented than you. And I think you know, Old Myth is more talented than um, than Georgia Tech. Sure. But you know what? As a roster profile, Old Miss is more talented than than Tulane. Yeah, if you were standing on that field like I was last week. It didn't look like it. So oh. it, it it comes down to who is ready to play, Bo. It really does. Hey. I know this is kind of a real messy gray area because I think once you get out of the top probably 30 to 40 teams, it's yeah. uh, difficult to size this up. How would And with all the transition and portal, but how would you compare the talent Tulane has to the talent Georgia Tech has, Tom? Oh, um, Tulane may have better offensive skill and better defensive line play. Um, I think overall, top to bottom, given the developmental profile of Tulane's program and the fact that they have the luxury of playing with a lot of redshirt juniors, redshirt seniors, graduate players, they're probably a little more experienced than Tech. If you just said, okay, pure athletes, top to bottom, who maybe has more competitive top-end depth, you might say Georgia Tech, but it could be a toss-up. Like I said, that team last year, I had them in the American Athletic Conference Championship. They took care of business against UCF. They go and they, 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 they take care of SC in the Cotton Bowl. And then they lose their big-time running back, Tajay Spears, to the NFL, two linebackers to the NFL. And I think what's impressive about them is we haven't seen a drop-off. Usually at the group of five level, when something like that happens, it hits you hard. And Tulane looks like they've just kind of took off where they left off. All right. Tom Luganville on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line, driven by your next Nissan Pathfinder at Cannon Nissan in Jackson. Let's go to LSU and Mississippi State. So there's still a lot of unknowns with both teams, but we know that LSU has more talent. Yeah, games in Startable. And uh, but LSU may not be quite as refined as we thought they would be. Now they may be this weekend, or they may be in like when you're blue blood, you can flip it quicker than teams like State and Ole Miss. They well, may be in three weeks. Year. Look what they did last year. Remember, I mean, the game against Florida State, that thing was ugly too. Now it wasn't a blowout like this one, but it right. was ugly. And next thing you know, you turn around, they're one of the hottest teams in America. No doubt, and they beat Bama and all that. So size it up for me. 
you know, with Brian Kelly and the Tigers coming in to, to Starville, how does Mississippi State extend this thing? And I think they've got to go get them. I think they got to take chances. I think they got to take shots down the field. Arnett has nothing to lose. You're a 10-point underdog. You may see it different. What do you think, Tom Luganville? To be honest with you, I'm looking at to see if if you if LSU continues to play sloppy, that's your in if you're Mississippi State. If they make a mistake, you have to capitalize. You have to take advantage of it. You have to put yourself in position where you make fewer errors. So, for example, last week versus Arizona, okay, Mississippi State was terrible on third down on offense. Yes, they were. Three of 11. Three of 11. All right? They had nine penalties, which is, is brutal, almost 100 yards. But they outrushed, not in yards, but in rushing attempts, and their average yards per pass attempt was almost 10 yards, and Arizona turned the ball over five times. So it's kind of like which, which um, mistake can you overcome? Well, you're not going to overcome five turnovers. You might be over, over, over might be able to overcome the third down conversion thing if you're playing decent defense and you're able to hand the ball off and, 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 and to run the ball a little bit, which which they were able to do versus Arizona. I think it played a it played a role. So I, I think it comes down to protecting the football, limiting mistakes. And, and, and if LSU continues to be sloppy, that's your window. Mm. And it, I will be interested to see if they can protect Will Rogers at all and give him sure. a little bit of time. Arizona was able to put some pressure on him, especially up the middle. And um, obviously, I don't know of a quarterback that likes that. You played quarterback at Georgia Tech. So does anybody <laughs> like pressure straight up the middle? You know, well, no, if there's one rule, if there's one rule in offensive pass protection, you protect the A gap to either side of the center first. Priority number one. <laughs> uh, all right, Tom Luganville on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. You're listening to Out of Bounds 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. There is talk that LSU secondary is, while we know they have athletes, not as dominant or elite as it has been at times since all the way back to Saban getting there in 2000. If that is the case, what is your approach with Kevin Barbet this weekend? Well, the problem was, you know, if you go back to the, to the Florida state game, I think LSU to some degree underestimated how talented Florida state's skill was. And then obviously you add Keon Coleman to the mix who was not there last year. And it took them a while to figure out how to deal with him, and they never really came up with an answer. But I think what LSU, the mistake they made against Florida State is they they didn't do anything to try to disrupt Florida State's flow and and get them off schedule, which means to me you got to get in the face of some of these guys sometimes. Sometimes you've got to line up and you've got to press these wide receivers and make them earn it. You can't just give them a free cushion. If they're good athletes or maybe on par or better than you are, they're going to create separation. If the quarterback gets the ball where it's got to go in the right place, like Jordan Travis did, you're going to be at a disadvantage. I, I kind of felt like LSU didn't do much to try and change things up on the back end. I, I, think, I, got, I think you've got to change the look pre-snap. You've got to press. You've got to bail. Um, force the quarterback to maybe see a bit of a, a cloudier picture. If you're painting a clear picture, then, you know, uh, a, a guy like Will Rogers can pick you apart with his experience. So, you know, force him to maybe have to pause a beat uh, because of a pre-snap alignment or a change post-snap. 
And uh, they, the, LSU knows that they can rush the passer. They know that they've got that caliber of player. Right. And that, more than anything else, that more than anything else is going to help the back end. It's kind of the old adage, pressure bursts the pipe. Well, if, if you can get in the quarterback's face, get him off schedule, get him throwing late or handing, you know, holding onto the ball, then he might throw one up for grabs, and now you're in position to grab it. But if you just let him run free off the line of scrimmage, you're going to have a hard time covering All right, let's flip it. Mississippi State hasn't find, found their Tyrus Wheat yet. And I don't know if John Lewis is going to be that guy, and and, and we'll see what, what shakes out for them. But Jaden Delora, hurt once he settled down, he really hurt them with his legs, extending plays and and somewhat running the football, especially a couple of runs. You know that Jaden sure. Daniels can run the football. Now, you got two veteran linebackers in Bookie Watson and Jet Johnson also, but the third one that I'm referencing, they're kind of – they're rotating through. That's actually the more athletic position, but not the super seniors that Bookie and Jet bring to the table and the football intellect and, and all of that. So having said that, do you put a spy on him? Uh, do you want to fly, You want to keep him in the pocket? What 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 are Arnett and Matt Brock trying to do with Jaden Daniels? I, I think anytime, anytime you have a quarterback that, number one, is always a threat to take off and run, or number two, is going to be a part of the run game, meaning he's going to have a run package. It's not just going to come from the, the running back. You have to be able to account for that with a body in the box so that you don't get outnumbered. Now, when you do that, you're, you're putting more of your secondary on an island, right? You're essentially saying, we're not going to allow you to run it, and in order to win this football game, you have to, you have to throw the football to beat us. I don't know if Jane Daniels is at his best in the drop back passing game. That's not to say that he can't be a, a player from the pocket, but I think it has to come off of backfield action. It has to come off of jet sweep action, um, boots or naked that keep you in the pocket or flush you out of the pocket so you can become a, a, a run pass threat. You know, I always go back and forth on the, on the spy element because um, it can be, I think, very useful on – certain downs and, and downs where you feel like, okay, we've got them backed up. We're going to play man here, but we cannot allow this guy to break contain, and all of a sudden he's running and the backs of our defenders are turned to, turn towards him. But when you do go with the spy look, you're also taking that player out of coverage. So you, 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 you know, put yourself in a little bit of a bind on the back end because you remove that player that normally would either be dropping to a spot or accounting for something else. He's now doing nothing but mirroring the quarterback. I think you got to pick. You got to pick your spot. I was stunned, and I'm and I reference this because I was stunned that Alabama's game plan last week didn't resemble anything that I think suits Jalen Milrose traits. We didn't see quarterback counter, quarterback lead. Why not? Read. Why not? We didn't see any. I have no idea. I could. I, I I think Texas fully anticipated having to prepare to stop quarterback run or it was going to be a long night and Alabama didn't even challenge them. It was, I, I could not believe it. I felt like Tommy Reese developed a game plan where Ian Book was the quarterback. Right. So not, I saw that. I, why, why were you not calling quarterback runs throughout the night knowing his skill set? Right. Or when, and when you were throwing it, have some backfield action and, some stuff to influence the defense in one direction and boot out the other way and get him on the perimeter as a run-pass guy. And next thing you know, nothing's open. Okay, what does he do? He tucks it and he takes off. And I just – that was mind-boggling to me. So I, I do think that LSU needs to have that in the plan because it puts so much strain on the defense. I got two minutes. Let's 
let's stay there. What was your takeaway from Texas Bama? Um, three things. Four, actually. Ten penalties for Alabama, two negated touchdowns, two turnovers for Alabama, and explosive plays given up on defense. Those were the three glaring things that I think cost them the football game. But the fourth, which was the one that I think surprised people the most, is on that night, Texas was the better team up front on both sides of the ball. And that was something that you talked about this summer. Were they there? Are they there? Right. And obviously, Sark and that staff, as you alluded to, had recruited well, but you weren't sure if they needed another class. And, I mean, right. Tom, in the Big 12, where they are the number one recruiter in Oklahoma, I think is in, in major transition, they have a chance. I don't, I don't know if you ever mm-hmm. coast. All right, we always think the best teams coast. Maybe Georgia does this year, but I don't know if they coast in, but it is there for them to that was a that was a playoff game, a play in game. Yeah. They should be able to take care of business, right? They should, but that's what scares me the most because the one thing Texas has done a horrible job of is handling success. Handling expectations. Yeah. They yeah. have they have not when every when a, when a something this was a hurdle and it was an important one, right? But now you can't go lose to TCU. You can't go lose to Oklahoma State. That's the challenge for Sark now. We'll leave it there. Tom Luganbill on the Out of Bounds Show and the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Thanks, Luke. Appreciate it. All right, man. Take care. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Southern Ag Credit. Southern Ag Credit. Financing life. Outside the city limits, powered by Southern Ag Credit. From livestock to agribusiness and land loans, Southern Ag Credit has the experience and expertise to make your dream of owning land a reality. Powered by Southern Ag Credit in Ridgeland. Mike Detillier at 830. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.